Hey guys, it's Renee from Throwing Down with Renee and Misha. I am joined this week by Ryan McKinnell. And man, did we have a guest. AEW's own best wrestler in the world, the American Dragon, Ryan Danielson. Here he is. I cannot wait to see where this is headed on Dynamite, Rampage, wherever this is all going to unfold between uh, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, my husband, John Moxley. And he's joining us right now. This, uh, this segment is not sponsored by Tout. He may beg to differ. He is here right now, Brian Danielson. How are you doing? Oh, I mean, you know, you know you've got one kid, Renee, right? Yeah. And it gets, yeah. Wild, it gets wild with one. It gets real wild with two. So it's like. Have you, have you gotten more than five hours of sleep? Oh, yeah. Do you know what? Um, this is the last night was the most sleep I've gotten in um, probably three or four weeks. I got oh I track God. it. So I got seven hours and 14 minutes of sleep. So look, the bags look under my me. eyes are, are very, are quite substantially diminished. <laughs> They're vanishing. You're like a beauty commercial. Um, all right, Brian, we don't They're have you for a ton of time. Yeah. So I'll get down to the nitty gritty with you. Why do you want to work with my husband, John Moxley, so badly? Because these kids today, these kids need to, need to learn how to properly <laughs> wrestle. That's, that's my deal, right? And I also think, uh, look, AEW is great, right? It's not perfect, the way in the way that I would like it to be. And I'm sure in the way that John would like it to be right. Like there's a little too much fooling around, right? You know, you've got all that kind of stuff. And John and I, we don't wrestle the same style, but we wrestle with the same sort of seriousness, right? Mm -hmm. With, uh, uh, and so that's, that's what I think we bring to the table and teaching that to the younger generation, you know, somebody like, you know, Sammy Guevara, right? Who, oh, like, come on. Like, he, yeah. his big thing is he has this vlog, right? Which I didn't even understand what a vlog was. It sounds like something to do with poop. But, <laughs> but when he started trying to get me on his vlog, I was like, oh, okay, you know, whatever, man. But then, like, oh, he focuses so much on his vlog and so much on, like, all this other stuff as opposed to just just focusing on like beating the crap out of somebody, which me and your husband, we do quite well, you know? Yeah. So I like to think of uh, your, John is, John Moxley is more of like a, uh, a brutalist style of violence where I'm more like the poet laureate of violence. My violence is very. <laughs> is, it's eloquent. It's, yeah, eloquent. Yes. So. <laughs> I like that comparison. See, you guys already have your merch sorted out. You can put okay, that on a t-shirt. I, I don't know if you know about my deal with merch. I'm not a big merch seller. I'm trying to save the planet, not kill it, by trying right, to get right, people right. to buy shirts. So Right. My bad. My bad. You're right. Well, we'll get, like, some eco-friendly shirts, or maybe we can just get, like, a, a meme or, like, a tweet, and we can just post that out instead. <laughs> save the world that way. One meme at a time. Um, okay, One so you time. Might, One meme at a time. Um, you mentioned AEW not being perfect, not necessarily being exactly the way that you want to be. What else do you want to see happen in AEW? Uh, you know, you want some of the wrestlers to maybe be a little bit more serious, a little less vlogging. What else do you want to see? Uh, so 
I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. I think, you know, AEW has done a really great job so much so that I was very happy where I worked before. Right. And still chose to go to AEW. And I think that speaks a lot for the product that they've been producing already. And I mean, these are, these are minor, minor quibbles. This is like me. Um, I'm trying to create my wrestling paradise. Right. So it's like, if wrestling could be how I envisioned it, it would be like this. And that's what I want with me and, and John. But, it, you know, the uh, so that would be really the only thing. I think we have a, a, a great amount of diversity in the sense of different style of wrestling, different style of acts. You know, you know, you come in and it's like a mix of all these different things. And I think that's a lot of fun, you know. Uh, Brian, I wanted to ask you, did you have like a, a, an aha moment? Like CM Punk kind of talked about, you know, I was back home. I was watching the Brody Lee tribute. That was kind of one of those moments where like, man, I, I, I could really see myself here. You mentioned it. You were happier at the other place you worked at. You you know what I mean? And you found your still you still found yourself uh, in AEW. Wasn't there an aha moment for you? There wasn't one specific aha moment. There was the fact that I had to make a choice eventually. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's fair enough. Like, you know, you know, uh, and to be fair, both options would have been really fun. You know what I mean? And so, um, but I was looking at, you know, we only get this one life. Right. And so I wanted to go explore. I wanted to test my limits. Um, I think, when I was when I was watching AEW, I it really kind of scared me a little bit in the sense of could I hang with some of the stuff that these guys are doing? And I don't mean like could I hang as a wrestler? I know that I'm good enough as a wrestler, but I mean in the sense of the fast pace, the action, the more uh, there's more and more daredevil moves, right? You know, there was um, I was actually watching one thing that really demoralized me and made me think like, oh, I'm not going to go to AEW, which was Cody wrestled uh, uh, Penta, right? And so it was like, yeah. and then all of a sudden Cody, who I traveled with in WWE, he's doing a top rope Frankensteiner where they're both standing on the top rope. And I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to have to do that? <laughs> And I was like, I don't think I can. I don't think I can. I'm 40, you know. I'm out. So, I'm out. No thanks. So it's one of those things where um, it scared me a little bit, but also excited me, right? And there's there's something I don't know. There's just so something so appealing about that, about living living your life on the boundaries of uh, of what you can do and what you know you can do, you know. Guys, we are joined here by AEW's very own American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Uh, Brian, we're talking about your transition getting into to AEW and sort of the conversations that went into that. But you also mentioned just, we, you know, we only have one life. There's only one way. You know, you get one shot at doing this. What else do you want to do bucket list wise wrestling now that there are so many more options in front of you? So I don't I don't have that. Right. Like I really want to do, I really want to do a G1. Right. Um, for New Japan. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I don't really I don't really have that in the sense of, oh, I want to do this or I want to do that. What it, when I was forced to retire, uh, what it really made me think is I don't want to take any of this for granted. Right. And so it's like and I don't want to I don't want to go out there at all and run and just go through the motions. I want 
I'm putting my, we're, we're all putting ourselves out there for injury. Our careers could be ended every, any night. I didn't know before I was forced to retire that the last match I had before that was going to be my last match. Right. So my mentality going into all of it is to really try to appreciate that, especially like as I'm getting like 20 to 15 minutes before I go out there. Right. Just like, mm -hmm. Hey, this could be it. And not in like a bad way, not in like a, Oh no, this could be it. But like, Hey, this could be it. Like just go out there and have fun, you know? And so it's like, and you know, that also that comes, there's a certain amount of confidence that comes uh, that you have to have to be able to do that. Like, I'm not worried about going out there and like, Oh man, people are really going to hate this. I, I really don't, I don't think about that kind of stuff. I go out there and I'm like, Oh man, I've been dreaming of doing this ever since I was a kid. And now I've been doing it for longer than I've dreamed of doing it. And it, now it's just fun and it's just joy. And it's going out there and feeling, feeling this energy. And, you know, especially like what I'm doing now as a bad, bad guy is especially like, you know, for me, the funnest. It seems very liberating well, to have that, that approach to it. Yeah. Hey, everybody, this is Lindsay Rhodes. And with the NFL playoffs underway, what better time than now to check out my podcast, the NFL Road Show? We're going to break down the biggest games, key players, every angle in between with guests that go past the low-hanging fruit and get to what you really need to know. We'll have new episodes every Monday and Thursday all the way through Super Bowl 56 in my hometown of Los Angeles. So please subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app included with most subscriptions. I mean, beating heels always got to be fun. I think back to, uh, well, I think one of the, the last heel runs in WWE when you had that great uh, hemp title and uh, uh, obviously the environment, everything that was going on with that. It was so enjoyable. And now we're sitting there on uh, that program and we got uh, we got Randy Orton talking about 28 grams in an ounce. We got Riddle talking about <laughs> calibrating scales, right? It can be fun being a baby face too, but yeah, no, yeah. man. I mean, it's... I, 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 mean, I, I can't imagine what uh, the last, I mean, you talked about your retirement, right? You talked about never knowing if you were going to wrestle again. We didn't know, Daniel, yeah. or Brian, excuse me. It's, it's a problem. Still go back to it, right? Um, uh, we didn't know if you were going to wrestle again. So when I sit here and I watch you putting on Broadway shows, when I watch you going to half-hour draws, when I watch you, hell, the match on Wednesday against Lee Moriarty with the Nate Diaz tribute and the, the triangle finisher, like that was, it, it looks like you're having so much fun, but it's still, Brian, for me, surreal to see you in a ring. Is it, does it, does it still feel that way to you? Do you still catch yourself looking around and be like, holy shit, man, I can't believe I'm back here. No, so it, like, it doesn't surprise me anymore, right? But um, okay. but I really don't granted, right? Like, uh, I think, you know, I I wrestled Hangman Adam Page for 60 minutes in, in Texas, and oh I came gosh. to the back, and rather than being tired, I was just energized by the whole thing. Like, the whole thing is just, is just fun. And I'm, and that's, that's my main, my main thing is just to really like keep it, keep it deep, deep inside to where I feel it. One of the things that uh, I really, when I was forced to retire is just like, I didn't have that mentality of, I was always trying to be like, okay, this has got to be, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to give it my best. And I want the, this to be the best match of the show, or I want this to be the best match I can possibly do and all that kind of stuff. Now I don't worry about that. Now I, now I focus mostly on the joy and myself having fun. 
And then also, you, you don't. You wait. So, so you're telling me you don't focus on having the best match of the night, despite regularly, Brian having the best match wrestler of the, night. Of the year just announced. <laughs> I, uh, right. I, I, I'm honestly not worried about it. Right. I'm worried okay. about going out and doing something that's fun. That's uh, that's mentally and physically stimulating for me. I like matches to feel like fights. Right. Like there's something, you know, wait, the wait, last wait. match. I- Lee Moriarty match. Um, I was I was bleeding a lot, right? As against Hangman Page, I lost that one, unfortunately. Uh, but there, um, there's this thing where you know I've been going to church for most of my life, right? And uh, wrestling or being out in nature, but especially like wrestling when the blood's coming down, and there's something that just makes you feel so alive. And I've never felt in church, I've never felt God in church the way that I do, like in a wrestling ring or when I'm on a hike with my daughter. You know what I mean? Like those are, those are things that, um, so I'm not doing it to have the best match. I'm almost chasing, chasing that feeling of, uh, I was talking to the trainer in AEW about it and it's just like, this feeling that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, right? And I don't know if that's oneness with God or you can call it any number of things, right? I don't want to put it on one specific thing, but like that's 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 what I'm chasing, not not the best best match of the night or anything like that. Like Brian, that. what's going on back there? Is your French bulldog destroying some shit? Yeah, you know. <laughs> he had him on the he had him on the Zoom. <laughs> I know it all too well. <laughs> And then, so it's a mix of um, our French bulldog destroying some stuff, and also my wife uh, destroying some stuff at the same time. So it's like, oh, you know. hi Breezy, my girl. <laughs> <laughs> you want to come say hi? Yeah. Yes, please. Hey, hi. You know, old recycling. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to do it, right? It, it's a family oh, affair. <laughs> middle like in the, in the middle of hey i've got media you know i think i'm just gonna take it in the garage the quietest place in the house you told me you're gonna be in the front yard so i'm on the side of the house i never told her that once i said no i said i might <laughs> right right this before i came up here to do the show i put the baby down i come down and john's walking into the room i go where do you think you're going he's like i need something out of there i'm like no you don't get out of there never there. learn everything's gotta be there. quiet <laughs> You guys are all nice. Um, I just I just throw stuff at my wife when she comes in the room during a show. I'm just I grab the, I grab my Game Boy notebook here and I'm just, just whip it at her. Be like, you know what's going on? Back away! Oh my gosh. Um, so I, I assume I assume this would be the same way with John. That would not turn out well for me. That would not turn. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That makes things louder. Doesn't. He's going to bother me more. It's yeah. like yeah, it's better to well, just well, ignore. I, I'm just, something's going to happen to me in my sleep. I, I wake up with one side of my beard shaved and like have to explain that to AW when I, when I, yeah. it, it, it doesn't work out for well, uh, well for me either guys. So yeah, no, it's not the best uh, way to approach marriage, but okay. You know, Brian, before we let you go here, I've got one last question. You are like the submission specialist. Is there something you've not been able to do submission wise in the ring that, that, that you've been holding on to that, that you would love to pull off? So, I mean, obviously there's so many things. Uh, I like, I have, 
um, I keep an, a notebook of like all these different things and ideas I have and all that kind of stuff. And uh, a lot of the the wackiest and funnest are uh, you just have to wait for the right scenario. So I'm not going to spoil what any of these things may or may not be. But uh, but yeah, I was actually, you know, they didn't get a great camera angle of it, but I was pretty pumped when um, when I used the the full Nelson as a finish. And it wasn't like a it wasn't like the normal pro wrestling full Nelson, which you typically associate with power guys. It's like the catch full Nelson leverage that they banned from amateur wrestling because it breaks people's necks type stuff. And I was pretty pleased with that. So. <laughs> You got to get the victories where you can get them, right? Yeah, you get them where you can get them. <laughs> All right, well, Brian, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, looking forward to see what's going to happen uh, this Wednesday on Dynamite. Uh, do you want me to say anything to John in the meantime? Yeah, hey, you know, he, he told me that he'll only team with somebody if he bleeds with them first. I don't mm-hmm. know, like, has he bled with you? Like... <laughs> Hey, like listen, you keep your He's secrets, I keep my bottom. secrets, right? <laughs> I, I, thought, I would have thought just a well-reasoned argument as to why we should team together would be suitable enough. But he, you know, he He's doesn't. Blood he, brother. Doesn't, he wants that yeah, blood yeah. packed. Yeah, yeah, he wants that blood packed. <laughs> I'm, more, I'm, more, I'm more of a, I'm more of a, I hate to say aristocrat. <laughs> I'm more, I'm more of a, you use your words. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I hope that it happens so that you can perhaps uh, reason with him a little bit on, on my behalf. I would appreciate that very much. <laughs> very much. Yeah. So. Although, although sometimes when he and I talk about reason and we've talked about certain things, I would side, I would be on his side more than yours. So, <laughs> Did you hear that? That was that was an authentic shriek from Renee on the other end of that. That was that was a visceral reaction, Brian Danielson. I still got two more hours. I still got two more hours with her. So thanks for that, American Dragon. (laughs) So, all right. Well, hey, get back to recycling with your wife, and uh, looking forward to Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Bye unbelievable i'm not even entirely sure what he's referencing but i know that I i'm don't not like either it. it was very cryptic <laughs> it was very cryptic but uh you know the boys in the back renee the boys it's a locker room talk what are these guys talking yeah. about oh my god yeah. I, i'm gonna have a little powwow with my husband at some point today yeah. what are you telling brian what's going on here unbelievable Throwing Down with Renee and Misha is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The show is produced by Michael Russo and Kelly Murphy. Sound designed by Nari Balin. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Serious XM Podcasts.